You have to have something that sticks. You have to have something that's monumental. When you walk out on stage, it has to be monumental. Jiggle, jiggle. Can you remember any of the rap that you did? My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I like to see you wiggle, wiggle. For sure. It makes me want to dribble, dribble. You know, riding in my fear. You really have to see it. Six feet two in a compact. No slack. But luckily the seats go back. I got a knack to relax in my mind. Sitting some red, red wine. I sit bruised from chalices. Holding my palaces. Crib is so cramped, you suck us up a paralysis. Rhymes. I ride them in the castle. You try to diss me, and pretty soon your ass all squat on the cell. Cause I can tell you it's illegal. Treason. That's the reason I'm real. You do time for the crime of less majestic. And the police, cause they can't arrest me. <laughs> My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds, I like to see you wiggle wiggle, for sure, it makes me want to dribble dribble, you know, riding in my fear, you really have to see it, six feet two in a compact, no slack, but luckily the seats go back, I got a knack to relax in my mind, sitting some red, red wine. Around me 
chicken there i don't know like tell me what's kentucky like kentucky is like um <laughs> farmlands a lot of greenery and chicken i guess yeah see like i'm from new york and i honestly like when i think of kentucky i don't even know what to think of like i mean i remember seeing that commercial when they did the, the vegan nuggets that's like all about that's that like that's pretty much all i know about kentucky it's just that you guys um, have great like chicken nuggets that are plant based and KFC and that's it. And what, what's what's more like what's there to know about Kentucky? I mean, it ain't much. It's just like uh, it ain't all about the chicken though, because you know everybody feel like Kentucky is all about KFC. It's not. It's like we got like a lot of like farmland and shit down there. So you know, in okay, New York. Um, that's where I'm from. We have the Big Apple. We have lots of city, Times Square. We have the big ball drop for New Year's Eve. Well, we did, you know, but then COVID, you know, but now it should be back. Um, we have, a, like, a lot of stuff. We have, like, you know, tourist attractions there. In Florida, you know, currently where I'm at right now, we have the beaches. What is Kentucky known for? It's country. It ain't like Florida. <laughs> See, that's, that's honestly surprising because like, when I thought of Kentucky, I always thought like I wouldn't consider it the South because I always consider it the South like Alabama, and I I didn't would never consider the Florida the South because when I think of Florida, I think of Miami, um, and I think of Disney World or I think it's Disney World. No, yeah. but that's the thing because Pensacola is like a city. It's like Pensacola is a city. It's a it's a city, but it's a small city. It ain't like a really big city like like Chicago or some shit like that. So it's the South, but like my part of Kentucky where I'm from, our only city that we got is like Louisville, Kentucky, like Frankfurt and shit like that. But like where I'm from, it's a small little town. It's real country. Like I said, everything is like segregated down that way. I know you were talking about that earlier. And my question is, okay, let's say I magically hop in my car and I drive to Kentucky. What am I gonna see? It says you're gonna see a whole lot of fields, cornfields and shit, and cows and and horses and a lot of land and nice houses. I mean I mean you can see that anywhere, right? 
Like, what's the, okay, what are you guys known for besides the chicken? I mean, I just want to know, like, why would, why would a person, let's, why would a person want to go to Kentucky? Like, what's, what's the main attraction there? Nobody wants to go to Kentucky. <laughs> Nobody wants to well, go to Kentucky. Well, here. <laughs> Who wants to go to Kentucky? I guess, I guess I next time I'll, I'll skip that seat that on the stage. Um, <laughs> I so, mean, people go to Kentucky for like the like the the horse derby and shit like that, and like Louisville, like the they like bid on horses and shit. The, uh, it's like the Kentucky Derby in Louisville. See that's something to, to know. So like, yeah, I've heard the, 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 the um, Kentucky Derby. So that's. They that's got something. famous people, like famous people go there and shit too. But like I ain't never been, but like famous people go there and like bid on horses and shit. Hmm. You know, do that thing. That's cool. <laughs> so what do people like listen to as far as music in Kentucky? Like you know like how New York has good mixture, it seems, you know, um rap and you know, hip hop originated, you know, in um New York. Like, what do you guys know for? Like, what's the kind of music? What's the scene there? I feel like the main part of Kentucky, like, music scene is more so country, but, like, it's somewhat diverse also. Like, like I said, like, we got, like, rap. We got, you know, country music. We got country music. You know, like, you know, like, like pop shit and, like, all that shit. It just depends on who all you come around. Um, I like pop music, rap, country, all that. I prefer pop and like rap, but it just depends on who all you go around for real. But main is like country, like you know. Oh, I mean I understand that. Well that's cool. I feel like again, I, I probably will just drive past Kentucky <laughs> next time I see it. If I if I see it, I don't know. Because you said there's like lots of films there. So like, um, how do you like it in Florida now? Man, I like back home. I like back home because it's like, it's not as ghetto back home. I mean, <laughs> like it's a little ghetto down here, don't get me wrong, but I'm from a very small town, so I'm not used to being down this way. Like, it's, how could I explain it? Like, back home is just so weird. Like. Ain't no racist stuff back home. I mean, everywhere you got racism, you know. But like, it's just like I t like I was telling you earlier. Like here in Florida, it's like like in one home, in like one little subdivision, it'd be real nice. Then right next to it, it's a whole like broke down little community and community and like nothing like against nobody. But like back home, it's like on one side of the town you got the really nice places. On the other side of the town, you got the really like broke down type places. But back home, if anybody can live anywhere, if you want to live on the nice side of town, you can go live on the nice side of town. So that sounds cool. Um, we'll be right back after this short commercial break. Stay tuned. It's so on point, like it's so musically correct. I don't want to clash. Like I'm trying to just put like. That's what I'm saying. Self in the kitchen.
think about the job market here i mean i know you worked up there and um, is the pay better than um the kentucky what do you think i feel like the pay is a whole lot lower down here in florida which it shouldn't be because prices of homes and rentals and all that stuff is going up but the pay in kentucky is significantly better than down here as far as nursing jobs and whatnot that's a plus, you know, getting paid more here. Um, in Kentucky. Oh, whoops, <laughs> Kentucky. So, like, um, you mentioned that um, the Kentucky Derby, you know, is a big event in Kentucky. Um, what's this? What's like the party scene like? You know, um, you know, here, I'm, I haven't been here that long, but like, you know, if everyone goes to like certain places, like Wild Greg's. Um, if you guys know that, shout out to them. Um, they go to Wild Greg's, um, uh, Seville, which is like a popular spot for everyone to have some Thursdays. Um, what's the club scene like? like? What's the party scene like? All right, so as far as like club scenes and party scenes like that, I didn't really party much back home because I'm not a real big partier. I like to just chill with like a few friends and just, you know, hang out and stuff because I don't 
I don't like getting a whole lot of driving, but like I said, I lived in like a small town. So, but across from my small town, we lived directly across from Evansville, Indiana. Like Evansville was like a mid-sized city. It's a little smaller than Pensacola, but like everybody from Henderson, they go from Henderson to Evansville. That's where they really do all the partying and stuff. Back home, we got like rookies. It's like a sports bar, but like, you know, if you're not, it's mainly for like country folks and stuff like that. But if you if you more like urban and like pop music, rap music, and you go to Evansville or you go to Louisville at an hour or two hours away, that's where like the big scenes and party scenes are like that. That's cool. You know, I was just thinking, I was like, what kind of, what, what like famous person is from Kentucky? So I'm kind of trying to Google that when you're talking. I think Johnny Depp is from Kentucky, but I'm not sure. Oh my gosh, if he is, that's a good conversation. Because I, I kind of want to talk about him. I, I don't know though. He might not be Johnny Depp. Googling right now. Let's see. It's Johnny Depp from Kentucky. Yes, he's from Orangeboro, Kentucky. Oh he's my gosh. 30, yeah, okay. he's from 30 minutes from where I'm from. That is okay. So this is a very hot topic. So like, let's talk about you know him and Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Can you believe? I sent you the article yesterday. Can you believe that um that she tried to make him seem like a bad person when he's really not, and she did all that stuff to him. Did you even read the thing I said, you <laughs> I mean, I looked into it, but I don't really read too much about it. But, I mean, as far as, like, men's rights and, like, female rights, I feel like sometimes it is low down and honorary because men kind of get overlooked as far as, like, females, like, whenever they're in court sessions and stuff like that. Like, men have a lot that goes on, too, with them. I feel like as far as like judges and stuff like that, they kind of favor the females a lot. And it's interesting because most people don't, you know, they don't, they would never think, oh, you know, um, she's abusive. But you know, in, in reality, it's not gender biased. It's, it's what it is. It's just like people, some people are just so abusive. It doesn't have to be a man or a woman thing. It just is a thing, you know? It shouldn't be a thing. I'm not, I'm not pro, pro abuse. I'm just saying that some people will, typically see men as the aggressor and that's the, that's something I think that's wrong. I think we should really like look into things and I'm glad that, you know, that they actually did some research into it and that they're seeing the light of Amber um, Heard, you know. Um, so that's really, really great. Because um, she's a pretty woman, you wouldn't think that she would be abusive and, I, you know, that's, that's again a, a, um, a misconception people have when it comes to women. They think, oh, they're sweet people, you know, but everyone has the ability to be, you know, different than with the way they portray themselves, you know? So that's just interesting, and I hope we know that um, justice is served. Um, so, like, what places do people go to shop? Like, where, what part are you from, again? Henderson. Henderson. Like, where do people go to shop? Like, Evansville. Evansville. Is that, like, um... The main city or whatever? Yeah. Oh, it's a very, very small town in, in, in Kentucky. Like I said, it's a very small town. Like, Henderson is like this. It's small? It's like, yeah, it's very small. There's not much to do. So everybody goes to Evansville, or they'll go to Nashville two hours down the way, down the road, or they'll go to Louisville about two hours down the road. If it's not that, then they'll shop online. Interesting. So, you know, being, up, being you and growing up there, what was it like growing up, you know, like, or people like, you know, racist, you know, um, you know, 
Um, like, what, what, what's like the culture like there? Um, there is no culture because I mean I have my own opinions on culture, but <laughs> I'm weak. But like growing up there, I mean there is racism that goes on there. But like I said, there's racism everywhere in America. It's America, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean there's there's you know discrimination and race, you know, places. So were you ever like discriminated, you know, against there? Yeah, I mean, I've had my times where I was discriminated against. It may have not been like bad, like horribly discrimination, but I've been discriminated against a few times. Um, but I've grown up in a lot of places. Like, well, I've always moved my my whole life too, so I didn't necessarily stay in Henderson my whole life. I was in Henderson, then I was in Evansville, moved down here at sixteen. You know what I'm saying? So I've always kind of moved to a little bit. Oh, okay. And you were married. How, what was married life like? Horrible. Or, or like, so, you know, I want to get married one day. Like, why was it horrible? I mean, I was married in the military and dude was more focused on, like, I feel like he was more focused on getting a house, the BAH, and all that stuff. I don't feel like he was marrying me for the right reasons. So. I mean, yeah, some people, you know, don't marry for the right reasons, but some people do. Um, You know, yeah, yeah. Pers personally, you know, Growing up, you know, where I grew up at, um, I grew up in many places. Um, I remember, you know, going home and I remember being stopped. Like, I remember this memory very, very vividly in my head. I remember being stopped in my neighborhood and the cops, like, you know, me and my mom and my sisters um, were walking. And I remember being pulled over by a cop just walking in our neighborhood and they asked us if we were in the right neighborhood. Um, and our house was like literally right there. And they're like, yeah, our house is there. We had to prove that we live there. It was just, you know, a very different experience because I guess the neighborhood we lived in, it wasn't really diverse. It still isn't diverse. But um, did you ever experience anything like that? And we got stopped by three different cops in one night. No, not necessarily. I've, I've never been like racially profiled like to an extent. Like it's always been like minor situations. I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm biracial or, you know, I'm not like of a darker, darker skin tone, but I've never been that, that that type of racially profiled. There's been instances, but it's never been like deep and like gunned down or like cops like, hey, you know, it's never been nothing like that. Um, that's cool. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's, I think it's a good thing when you're, when you're not, you know, it's, it's always a good thing to not be. Um, discriminated against um so um <laughs> we'll be right back after this short commercial break stay tuned From his father He whispers to me That sometimes he thinks He sees things over the water Like maybe UFOs Or something Flying in the air Well I don't know about those bills, But I I'm hot like a 
So we have, we've been talking about some, some interesting conversations. Um, growing up, who was your like musical influence or inspiration? Okay, yeah, this is a good one. This is a great one because me being from a small town with me growing up gay, you know, I came out the closet at like 12 years old. So I was heavenly inspired by Lady Gaga and Nicki Minaj. So. You know, Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, Nicki Minaj, all the pop girls. I was inspired by all of them. It, it definitely felt like a getaway for me. With me being from such a small town and nobody being like myself, especially at such a young age, it felt good to have have those girls to listen to and I felt like I could be myself, even if it was just in my room by myself. Why did you like, um, you said Lady Gaga, why did you like Nicki Minaj and Lady Gaga? What, were, what was the reason why? 
I like those specifically because they were different and they went against the norms. They didn't follow the, you know, the, I guess, culturally accepted norm norms, I guess. Like, they, they were like rebels, you know. Yeah, um, no, I agree. They were like rebels, and they they were like making a name for themselves. Yeah. They were different. Um, so this is a Nicki Minaj quote that I found. Um, what does this mean to you? And can you read it, please? All right. When you're uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> when you're a girl, uh -oh. you have to be everything. You have to be dope at what you do, but you have to be super sweet. You have to be sexy. You have to be this. And you have to be that. You have to be nice and you have to, it's like, I can't be all those things at once. I'm a human being. Good. What does that not mean to you? Do you know what song that's from? I don't remember what song it's from, but it means like, fuck, I can't do everything at one damn time. You gotta give me some time. Damn. Oh. <laughs> to me, it means something different. I think, um, so people have this unrealistic expectation of what women should be like, and they expect you to be, like, sweet, but also be hard and not, and it's, like, unrealistic. People have unrealistic expectations of what you're supposed to be, especially as a woman, or even a human being, you know, I just think that, even if you're a man, this can relate to you, I think, um, people expect you to be hard and, you know, like, what's up, man? Like, yeah, yeah, bro. You know, they expect you to be like that, but that's not, that's not who you are. You know, they expect you to be hard all the time. If you cry, you're not a man. You know, that that's what the, I guess the old version of the man was, whatever. It's just, you know, times are changing and that's not realistic to, to not, to not be emotional and to be that way, you know, and people just want to be human and be themselves. And I think that's why, honestly, Nick Minaj inspired me. She's, She's who she is, and she's authentic, and authenticity is so important to me. Um, do you remember, like, one of your first songs that you heard from her? I mean, my very first song from Nicki was definitely, it was Roger That by, yeah, it was Roger That by her and somebody else. But my friend was listening to it, and it was a funny day because he could remember all the quotes from that song. And I told him to like wait wait outside of my door one day. And I was like, I remember the song. And while he was waiting outside the door, I got on the computer and I was looking at the lyrics. So I was singing it and he heard me singing it. He came back in and he was like, oh, no, you're looking at the lyrics. And it was only funny if he was there type situation. No, I, I understand. I must, I'm completely listening. I just was trying to think of what my favorite song was. And mine was the Monster, um, <laughs> Monster or Spike Minaj. Um, we're not with Nicki Minaj, she was a Kanye song, and she was on that song. It was the, the lyrics were so hard, I loved it. It was like, Hope the monster, I'm a little gangster with a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in the Tonka color, color Willy Wonka. I guess it can't really rap, but I mean, I can, but not really today. But like, yeah, that verse was just so hard, and I, I was just like, it was so cool seeing someone you know different, you know, like playing with the boys, you know, like. Like she just, you know, someone that you, that wore like pink wigs, just playing with the boys and, you know, being hard and stuff. It was something new, something refreshing. And I, I think, you know, Kim did it too, but Kim didn't do it like Nicki Minaj. I think um, they both had their own, you know, unique, you know, ness. And um, it just, Nicki Minaj just like opened up, you know, hope to be yourself. And I think that's, that's why she still inspires me. Um, so... You moving? You moved here. Um, what do you want to do with your life? Um, currently, I know you work in the healthcare field. What do you want to do? Like, what's what's your go-to? 
I mean, like I said, I really don't have like these high expectations of myself. I really just want to live and be comfortable and just, you know, have a few drinks here and there, be able to have a few days off of my job and relax and stuff. Like I'm not a highly materialistic type person. I just want to be able to have my bills paid and have fun here and there. I don't need to be rich or extremely wealthy or any of that type of stuff. I just want to be comfortable. I mean, th those are really great things. I mean, I think it's good to know what you want and that's cool to want that. I want things too, um, but I don't know. My, <laughs> I want a lot. I don't, I'm just, that's just my personality. My mom, my mom's always known that because I told her. I, um, but yeah, that's, but the, your, your wants are your wants. And so, you know, everyone has their own wants. That's really cool. Um, so, okay, I'm going to ask you some questions. Are you ready to play? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I definitely do want a lot, but I mean, like, I mean, I can work towards those goals and stuff. Like, as far as college and stuff, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily feel like I need a four-year degree or like a year degree or some shit like that. Like, I can just, you know, I don't, I mean... I just want like a nice little house, you know, something small to just come to and relax and, you know, have it nice and whatnot. And be able to go to the beach the next day. You know, I'm a beach person. So this is, this is like where I'm at right now. I'm fine. I mean, that's good. It's good to, it's good to be okay where you're at. That's good. What is your number one pet peeve? My number one pet peeve is definitely cleanliness. I love to be clean, and when people aren't clean, it really makes me irritated. Definitely that. I'd say mine, um, hmm. my pet peeve, I think, would be um, someone touching me and not, not me wanting to, or someone texting me at night really late and not respecting my time that I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> um, number two, what is your favorite, favorite, hmm, favorite hobby? Okay, yeah, that's a good one actually. My favorite hobby is skating. I really love to skate. I can skate real well. Um, whenever I was younger, you know, before I came out of the closet and stuff, I feel like skating was uh, uh, very much so, I, gateway to like exit all the struggles that I went through as a kid because I felt free fly, flying down the you know the uh, the skating rink and stuff so I had my earbuds in my ear I was listening to Nikki I was listening to Lady Gaga I wasn't paying attention to what anybody else was I, didn't, I wasn't paying attention when they was looking at me talking to me it was just me on the floor so I learned to skate at a very young age too at five so that is wonderful. Like, I don't even know how to skate, honestly. But we'll be right back after this short commercial break. See you All the roses are red and Jupiter too.
truths are out. I told them all to you. And it's a little grim, but I sing a hymn only for you. I seal it with a kiss, and it goes like this, baby, love me too. If I die young, let me die in California. But I want to make this podcast so you know about. I want to get to know you. Okay. So the next question that I, I have is because you 
you briefly like kind of pushed it off. You said, you know, coming out at 12. Right. So like, what was it like coming out for you? Like, what, what was it like? Okay, yeah, so whenever I came out, like I said, it was at 12, it was at a really young age. Um, up until 12, you know, I've always had the girls that I listen to as far as music. Uh, one day, when I was 12, I think I was 12 turning 13 actually, I would wear like concealer underneath my eyes because I swear to God, I had like really baggy eyes and stuff at 12 years old. I just thought I was just not, I was not that and I wanted to be that, that. So um, at 12, my brother had looked into my backpack and he saw the concealer in my bag. And when I was at school, he had went to my mom. He was like, mom, I think Corey's gay. So whenever I got off the bus, my mom came to me, she asked me, she was like, so your brother found concealer underneath in your bag? And she was like, do you like boys? I was like, no, at first, you know, I was like, no, I don't like boys. And then she was very comforting about it. And then she was like, Corey, do you like boys? I was like, yes, I do. And she started crying and I was like, why are you crying? And she was like, I'm just crying because I'm happy for you. She said, I want you to be safe. And I'm glad that you came out to me and whatnot. So from there, it was really good. But prior to that, you know, I got bullied in school as well. When I came out to her that day, and then like the day after is whenever I came out in school, it was all sitting in the gym and I was just like, I'm gay. I screamed it out and in front of everybody and everybody was like, what? But they was also calling me gay prior to that. So... I mean, it wasn't really a big shock, but it definitely, <laughs> it definitely felt it's good. It's it's beautiful. It definitely felt good to be able to say that and at 12 years old to have the courage to even do that. Because like I said, I was getting bullied bad. I remember I would wear blue contacts. And one day I was wearing like bright blue contacts. And one day I was just crying and my teacher came in the bathroom and picked me up off the floor and he brought me back to the class. And he was like, it's okay. And my the whites in my eyes were like really red so the blue really <laughs> popped out and and then from there it just I, I haven't had a bad experience since so i've had positive i've had a very positive gay life that is wonderful i was laughing <laughs> i wasn't laughing at your story i was i was excited you know from that story i really like that um that you had a positive experience being gay i i also have had you know positive experience being myself um, but I honestly think, you know, growing up, um, I guess my coming out story, I grew up like in a church, um, or I guess a religious kind of type setting. So it was a little different. Um, I mentioned I would talk about it, but I'm not going to talk about it today. Um, but, um, I talked about it briefly on my podcast with my friend, uh, Travis. I think it was the episode. Okay, uh, I have a little more to say about that too, though. Oh, okay, not bad. <laughs> no, it, it, just, it just came to me. Like, of course, I've had, like, like ups and downs with being gay. So whenever I very first came out, my parents, they didn't really accept it. My mom, she was fine. You know, I'm her baby. My dad, he really didn't accept it. But it was more so of the fact, and I didn't realize this at the time because I was so young and I just wanted to be me and I wanted him to love me and everything. But we've had our arguments and stuff about it, but it's the fact that they don't accept what I do, but they accept me as a son. And whenever I got a little bit older, 
and I realized that they accepted me as a son, you know, they love me as a son, they don't have to accept me for what I do or for what I like. As long as they accept me as a son and they love me still, I still get I still get everything I want. You know, they still love me and all that stuff. But not everybody has to agree with everything that I'm doing. Just like I don't have to agree with everything that everybody else does. So. And whenever I accepted that, my life has just been good, smooth sailing. That's really great. I, I really liked, liked hearing that story. Um, I mean, some people don't, you know, experience, you know, positive stories. Um, I'm glad that you you did. And, um, you know, I had I knew some friends that got kicked out, you know, and their parents um, turned their back on their children. And, you know, honestly, I'm glad that, you know, people are, are different and that's not the case for, for, for lots of people. And I'm really grateful for that. So we will be right back after the short commercial break. Stay tuned. We met in November when we went to wild cracks in Pensacola. Told me something funny I can't remember now And I wanted you to always stay around And you wore this blue sweatshirt You left in my house We fixed my shelf And your blue eyes, they just glistened As you told me So I needed to know, so I asked your friend if you met with me, he said no. I like Brendan. I like Brendan. I think he's awfully funny, and of course he's awfully cute.